Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Hello, Bubba. How are you? So, how are we doing today? Awesome. Bubba, another week, another win. No sweep this time, but, uh, boy, really good pitching for the most part on both sides. Really good baseball played through the weekend here with Arkansas and South Carolina. Good to see the Hogs get two out of three, including an absolute gem from Hunter Holland yesterday. Yeah, I tell you what, if you look at some of the scores around the SEC, there were some blowouts, there were some bad pitching. Um, but if you watch these three games, it was three really well-played games. Um, no errors, well, one error. But really, I mean, just good, clean baseball, good pitching, timely hitting. Um, you know, we come away with a series win, and that's and that's the goal going in. And uh, pitch staff stepped up huge. If you look, you guys probably already know this, but South Carolina only been held to one run one time all year. And the Razorback pitch staff held them to one run twice over the weekend, only scored three the other game. I mean, that's, that's incredible uh, to shut that offense down like they did. And now – our fitness staff's ranked first in the SEC in, in ERA, which is, wow. which is amazing. You know, and you even go back to the one inning where they scored those three runs, it wasn't like they were just lighting up Will McIntyre. It, it, it was just a couple of singles the other way, and it kind of found a hole. Yeah, you're right. They only hit one ball hard that inning. He left an 0-2 slider over the plate, and, and Wimmer hit it up the middle, uh, like 103. The rest of them were just ground balls. You know, that down the hole, little bloopers. I mean, nothing else hit really hard. It's just, you know, just bad luck by McIntyre. But, you know, you you got to credit him. After giving up three, he came out after that and, and man, just shut him down. And so he, he did a he did a good job. I tell you what he kind of did, he kind of started pitching. He kind of got away from his off-speed. They were sitting off-speed that, that fourth inning when he first came in. You could tell they were sitting on off-speed pitches. He came back the next inning and started throwing more fastballs and – really had them confused and just baffled. Talking to Bubba Carpenter on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by our friends at Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. So pitching overall here, I mean, you know, Hagen starts things off, um, did a nice job, five and two-thirds. Wes, I'm sure we'll give him a hard time on Thursday about, uh, you know, not going a little deeper. He almost made it six innings. Almost. Uh, and Gage Wood came in, and obviously he is he is proving week after week to be an absolute lockdown closer Tiger threw 37 pitches. Bubba looked great. Um, what's your expectation? Do they stretch him out a little further this week? What do you think happens? Yeah, I think they'll go maybe up to maybe 50 pitches this weekend um, on Friday against Andy. You know, it'd like they'd like to stretch him out. They'd like to see him go four innings. Uh, then SEC tournament, maybe stretch him out a little farther. You know, five innings, maybe 60 pitches. And then really have them set up for postseason when we get back here to, to Ball Walker. And, you know, by then you're looking at 65, 70 pitches, hopefully. And Tiger can go a long way with that many pitches. I love, you know, and Wes mentioned this already, I guess, but there wasn't much trouble for the pitching step over the weekend. But Will did a decent job of pitching his way out after giving up a couple of runs there. And unfortunately, the offense just couldn't get going against a really 
great performance from the South Carolina starter. And then Hunter yesterday, it's funny, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game and I said, okay, they got, they got I think it was first and third maybe, or maybe they had two guys, maybe it was second and third, and nobody out. I'm like, all right, you got to get a pop-up and then some kind of double play or something. And then he gets a pop-up, and then they get the double play, they drill, drill it back to him. It was not the double play I was expecting, but I was like, bro, I mean, you're living right when yeah. you get out of a jam like that. Well, I tell you what, you, you called it, though. He got a pop-up to third base. Uh, Wimmer hit a, hit a pop-up to third base. It was a a, a cutter right in on his knuckles. Um, and he got the line drive back at him, kind of a soft liner back at him, got the double play ball to get out. That was in the second inning. And, and you know, the next inning he let off, uh, I think the uh, Tippett hit a hit a home run off a breaking ball. It's probably the only bad pitch that, that, that Hunter threw the whole day. It was just a breaking ball. just kind of broke right into his barely hit it out. Um, but after that, I mean, they didn't hit anything hard. If you look at hard-hit balls, I mean, there's, there's none. I mean, there's, I tell you what, uh, Messina hit a, he flied out to center field, hit 103 to the fence in right center. Everything else is just, if you look at the hard hit chart, it's like 70, 80 mile an hour, and that's, that's not hitting very hard. And so he did a masterful job of working his cutter inside, uh, working the slider, able to throw the two-seam fastball away. I mean, he just, he, he controlled both sides of the plate. It just really had those guys baffled. And you know who – I'll tell you who they really struggled. Uh, Ethan Petrie, the Petri, Petri, however you say his last name, um, who's probably going to be the national freshman of the year. Uh, the, the guy's unbelievable, his stats. Uh, 395 average, two, uh, 21 home runs coming in. Uh, he had one hit all weekend and, mm-hmm. like, like seven strikeouts. The guy was just – they, they were so in his head by the end of the by the end of the series that he couldn't do anything. But yeah, the pitching was great all weekend, and uh, man, to get through it's amazing. You think about it, we got through South Carolina, a high-powered offense. They hit a ton of home runs. They draw a lot of walks. We got through the weekend. We only used five pitchers, and you only gave up five runs. Yeah, yeah. Did did Hunter change the way he throws? Because it, it seemed to me in the, in the past it was he was more of a fastball guy, but his fastball's been not as fast. <laughs> was he throwing kind of off, kind of pitching backwards more yesterday? Yeah, he was. You know, he's got that, that leg issue that he's dealing with. It's on his push-off leg, so he's lost a little bit of velo in his fastball. So what he's doing now is relying more with that cut fastball and a slider but then his, his, his regular fastball, he can still two-seam a fastball, and it's, it's a nasty pitch. He can start it right at the hitter's front hip, a righty's front hip, and run it back over the plate. It doesn't have to be 95-96 like it was in the fall and early spring. I mean, he can throw it at 90, and it's still really effective because he can come back with a cutter in after that or go back door with a breaking ball. I mean, he's just got so many weapons. And he does a good job of changing speeds. But to your point, yeah, he's gotten away from being a power guy. So now he's just a lefty out there pitching with, with five different pitches, and he can throw them at any count. Uh, Holland yesterday, Bubba, 10 strikeouts, one walk. That seems good. Is that good? Very efficient. <laughs> Very efficient. You're right. I was so glad he was able to finish that game. I mean, it's been a long time. I can't remember. I want to say 2015 since we had someone throw a complete game, uh, complete game in the SEC game, nine inning complete yeah. game. I want to say it was 2015. Y'all might know that. I think it was 16. It was Tackalini at Kentucky. Wow. 
rare. Yeah, to say the yeah, least. Did you read the story yeah, about uh, Hunter's mom? Mm-mm. Hunter Holland's mom uh, couldn't be there yesterday because Monday, last Monday, she was at their house in East Texas, and uh, she w- walked outside to tell the dogs to quit barking. And one of the big dogs was chasing the other dog, and the dogs ran her over. She broke her leg, snapped her leg in two, and when she landed, she broke her arm. And she had to have surgery and put pins in. So she's in a wheelchair for the next six weeks, six to ten weeks. I did read that. And so she couldn't be at the game. And But they were obviously watching on TV. And it just that uh, Hunter was kind of uh, – it was Mother's Day. And sure. he said that one was for her. Well, that's awesome. I asked him after in the, the post-game interview, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, do you want to – you know, you, is there anything you want to say to your mom? We know she's out there watching and listening. Um you know, is there anything you want to say to her? And he's, he said that they're going to uh, – the, the first grandkids are now going to start calling her Hot Wheels because she's in a wheelchair. So it was kind of funny. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was really neat that, that he was able to step up and do what he did on Mother's Day. And I know it meant a lot to him that, 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 that she's back home watching. So I, I thought that was kind of – that was a really neat Mother's Day moment. Bob, I can't remember who said it. It may have been one of the other pitchers. I think it was maybe Tiger that was quoted I read. Um, talking about Holland, and he said he's that dude. I mean, is Holland a pretty intense guy, generally? Yeah, he is. He's real confident. I mean, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't have all the emotions that, like, a Gage Wood has and all that. He just goes out, and he knows he's good. He knows how to get out. I think him and Parker Rowland, one thing that gets overlooked a lot is Parker Rowland called a great game yesterday. I mean, he really did, and um, – Hunter gave him credit after the game. He's like, hey, you know, he, he gave him a, he gave him a lot of credit for calling it calling a good game, and they work together so well. But but he is he's just so confident when he steps up on the mound, and he knows he knows how to get out. I mean, and boy, he proved it yesterday. Um, speaking of intensity, I want to talk about Peyton Holt. That's a guy that absolutely loves playing the game. You can tell him what a great weekend for him, and he is a, a microcosm of the bottom of the order. Obviously, those guys came up with some big hits this weekend. Um, Bolton's obviously taken, you know, a little bit of guff this year, but he had some big hits this weekend also. But Holt, 6 out of 10 with four runs scored. Bubba, I, I loved his intensity. Uh, obviously, you know, stole a base yesterday as well. Just did a lot of really, really good things, but I love the energy he plays with. I do too. And, you know, he's, he's that energy guy that you've got to have in the lineup. I mean, he's, he's that spark. Um, He's always around the ball. The ball always seems to find him when he's on defense. At the plate, he did a great job yesterday, three for four in yesterday's game. Um, there's just something about him. And so you think about it, it's it's crazy to think what's going to happen when Stovall comes back. I mean, you've got to have Peyton Holt in the lineup somewhere. You know, I've joked with him about playing outfield, playing catcher, playing shortstop, or wherever, just to get just to get in the lineup. But, boy, he, he came up big. The whole bottom of the lineup did. And if you look, if you look at Kendall Diggs, Diggs lead, leading the team in RBI. And, you know, he's been in the leadoff spot for the last few weeks. So that means that bottom part of the lineup's been getting it done. And it doesn't really show up in the stat sheet with batting averages and all that. But they're finding ways to get on base. They're grinding out at bats, getting on base, and then the top of the lineup driving them in. And, boy, that's a good recipe for winning when you can get production out of the bottom of your lineup. Well, with the way he's playing, they don't have to rush Peyton Stovall back. I mean, there's no reason that he should play this weekend at Vanderbilt. I mean, you rest that shoulder and get him back 100% or tr- as close as you can. Oh, absolutely. There's no need to rush it at all. And, you know, I don't even know if they really know what's 
what's going on in there. But it's, uh, you know, it's something that definitely affects his throwing and it's his lead arm with his hitting. And so, you know, it's affected his swing a little bit. And then, but, you know, another guy we got coming back hopefully this weekend to get some of the bats will be Jared Wagner. Um, and that's going to shake up the lineup a little bit where, you know, it looks like it'll probably move. You know, I would assume that Borford will move back to right, Diggs will go back to DH. Uh, ben McLaughlin is probably going to end up being your left-handed bat off the bench. He'll be kind of like a Charlie Welch off the bench, except possibly better than Charlie Welch, just because Ben's such a tough out at the plate. He hits a lot like Kendall Diggs. You saw that seven, seven or eight pitch at bat yesterday where he, where he hit a home run. I mean, that's just a that's a professional at bat, and Ben's really good. But you know, it's good to finally be talking about guys coming back. But then you've got to say, okay, now where do we play him? <laughs> Who comes out of the lineup? Because everyone in that lineup is contributing right now. No, at some point, when Stovall gets back, when uh, Wagner gets back, you could have, I mean, Peyton Holt on the bench and McLaughlin on the bench. McLaughlin. McLaughlin on the bench. I mean, that's 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 a deep team, and, it, and you know, hopefully everybody gets healthy and that's the case. And if it is the case, that, that just makes for an even more dangerous team when you can possibly pinch hit for somebody late in the game. Oh, it gives Dave a lot of freedom to, to match up late in the game. And, you know, you look at a lot of these postseason games, SEC, a lot more pitching changes late in the game, a lot of more matchups. So for having those guys off the bench, that's that's huge to bring them in in a, in a crucial situation. And, and you know they both get the job done. But, but you know, you, you originally started this with Peyton Holt. And I, I just – I love him. I love talking to him about baseball. I love his energy, his enthusiasm. Love the way he plays the game. To me, that kind of epitomizes Razorback baseball. Is Peyton Holt the way he plays? He's always one of the dirtiest guys on the field. Uh, he's always in the action. He gives you one hundred percent everything he does, and he plays. He plays with an intensity, but he he has fun doing it. He's always got a smile on his face, and uh, he's just fun to watch. Bubba, this is a uh, note from our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. This person says Holt should stay in, put Stovall at first base, and sit Slavens, who's batting 160. I will say this, for Brady, he had a hit in every game, and I think he had two on Saturday's game. Uh, you see something good coming with him? Well, we can carry over. Last weekend at Mississippi State, he hit a home run in every game. Um, he had some, some big hits this weekend. The thing Here's, here's the thing about Brady Slavens. You got to take the good with the bad, and we talk about it on the broadcast a lot. It's frustrating at times because you see Brady go up there and swing it at three changeups and strike out. But you know what? The next at bat, he might swing at two changeups, and the third changeup is belt high. They leave it over the middle of the plate and hits it over the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Even even with him hitting his batting average down, he's still a threat in that lineup. Pitchers around the SEC fear Brady Slavin. Because they know if they make a mistake, he's going to hurt you. And that's what makes him so dangerous. So even though his batting average is down, he's, he's had a lot of really big hits over the years for the Razorback. That's a tough guy to take out of the lineup. Now, I, I do understand the whole, you know, if you move the Stovall over to first, you know, then you got Brady coming off the bat as a power bat coming off the, the bench. But, and I don't know. Just yeah. having him in the middle of that lineup, is it, it's a force. And, it, and, and pitchers really do fear. You can you can see when he comes up, there's a little fear there when, when Brady steps in the box. Uh, 
And just to the point of how much our listeners know, about as much as we do half the time, uh, Slavin's is hitting 281 this year, and Stovall's hitting 253. So maybe, maybe we'll just let DVH do his thing. How about that? <laughs> That's usually a good idea, let DVH do his thing. And how about um, the job that yep. DVH has done, though? You know? crazy. I mean, it's, it's, I say all the time, but the baseball part of this is pretty easy. I mean, it's, it's not hard. It's keeping the team together mentally. And that's what DVH is so good at, pushing the right buttons, putting the right guy in, plugging him in in the right situation, um, coaching from the inside out, knowing what's inside these guys and how to get the most out of them. That's what he's done. He's kept this thing together. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we're talking about man, just surviving, keeping things together, hopefully getting a regional at home. Well, now here we are in first place in the, the overall SEC race and a, a really good chance to – We've already locked down a regional. Now we got a really good chance for a super regional. Mm-hmm. No doubt, um, Bubba. We're going to let you go on that. Obviously, Vandy coming up, and you know they're not playing great right now, certainly. And so Arkansas with the chance to go over there, and I think regardless of the outcome, they're going to be a national seed and host the super if they can get through the regional. So good things ahead. But we'll we'll recap all that with you next week. All right, so y'all have a good week. Appreciate it. Go hard.